0: if you feel like god is convicting you to do something or to go somewhere or to move from your current situation go do it this is Camus and this is kylie welcome to god is real god is
1: good a podcast where we collect stories about god working in people's lives through big miraculous ways all the way down to small everyday things Welcome to this week's episode of God is Real, God is Good. This week it's me, Camus, and I'm recording Marina Bikini. And I know Marina from CORE, an evangelistic school I went to last year. And Marina was one of the staff there, and Marina was a female staff, and she was the only girl staff. Poor soul. Um, But she lived with us girls in the dorm, and so we got super close with her. She was our canvassing leader and just an all-around positive person. She helped teach Bible work and all of the fun things. So really love Marina. She's such a timid sweet soul. And so she agreed to share her story with us this week. So I'm super thankful.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. <laughs>
1: thank you for coming. Um, so Marina, would you mind telling us where you're from?
0: Yes, I am from Newport News, Virginia. That is near the coast, so we have some beaches nearby. I was born and raised there and I didn't leave until I was like a junior in college.
1: So you must have really liked it.
0: Well, um, I mean, it's it's not too bad. Once I, once I left a little bit more, I realized um, that it's not too bad of an area, but of course, when you grow up in that area, it kind of feels like, eh, you know. <laughs> like not the best you kind of want to get out and explore Mm -hmm. um but honestly um it's not too bad we have a lot of people from all over because we have a lot of military people here
1: okay army
0: bases and air force bases and navy bases so um yeah it just so happened i stayed but i'm also glad that eventually places all right that's awesome um, so
1: why don't you tell us a little bit about your religious background growing up?
0: Yeah, definitely. So my religious background growing up uh, was I grew up Adventist. Uh, my mom, she became Adventist when she was 18. So by the time I came along, you know, we were born and raised going to the church. Mm-hmm. And that was something that was was just ingrained in me. and so I'm super grateful for that foundation, just knowing that God is there, that he's real. Mm-hmm. And that's something that really helped me just throughout life. Even when I went through periods of time where, you know, my faith was shaken up a little bit, mm-hmm. I had that foundation. Yeah, definitely.
1: Having that solid foundation young, it just it's always something good to fall back on, you
0: know? Yeah, and sometimes a lot of people who grow up in the church, we kind of take it for granted because it's all that we know, Mm -hmm. and we feel like we're missing out on something. But once we get older and we realize, you know, like, at least for me, I'm really grateful. Same. Alrighty. Do you mind if I pray before we get into your story? Oh, yeah
1: father in heaven thank you for this gorgeous day and for marina and the chance to get together and to hear her story give her the words and just help it to be instilled in the hearts of all of us who are listening to her story in jesus name we pray amen all
0: righty marina why don't you tell <laughs> us your story all right okay so my story Well, I mentioned I grew up in the church. Um, That was what we did every Sabbath. We were in church. On the other days of the week, um, our life was kind of, you know, typical. I would say we were more conventional Adventists. We kind of just did things because we knew that they were right. But it wasn't until much later that... Uh, Things kind of became more personal for me. Um, But nevertheless, um, when I was really young, you know, I loved going to church. I loved it mainly because I had friends there.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It
0: was kind of a fun place to be. And, you know, as I got a little bit older, um, you know, I never really disliked church, but. Just kind of growing up in the public school system, Mm -hmm. I kind of just had my mind elsewhere, you know, once I got a little bit older,
2: Yeah.
0: and something that, something else that kind of impacted me was growing up in a broken home. So my mom, she raised us and she, she did a very good job, Mm -hmm. the best that, that she knew to do. And my father, he was absent. So when I was five years old, they got a divorce. And I would see him every now and then. But I mean, I could probably count on my two hands, the amount of times I saw him from that point on. Mm -hmm. And So of course, you know, for a child at such a young age, that impacts you more than you realize. And I kind of thought for the longest time, you know, that that didn't really impact me, I kind of you know, I thought it was just, you know, he just wasn't there and, and I didn't know any different really. And so I just accepted it for what it was, but that, that definitely is a part of my story being a part of, um, that broken home situation. And so through that, um, as the years went on, my mom remarried and the second marriage, it was, with a guy that I did not like no. <laughs> at all. and so that kind of brought some stress in my life mm-hmm. and this was around when I was nine years old and I was in the fifth grade and I just remember from that point we moved there was so much change happening that um, I kind of became more timid and in my shell mm-hmm. um, I guess that's how I coped with the situation at the time mm-hmm. and So, you know, in school, in public school, you know, there were so many people that I could have befriended and everything, but I just stuck to myself at the time and it took me years to actually grow out of that. Mm. Um, And so moving on to a little bit older middle school and high school, you know, you have a lot of bad influences in school. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I can understand, you know, it happens no matter what school you go to, but definitely in public school, you are not taught to, you know, love God. You're not taught anything about God and the people there are all growing and going through their different struggles. And you have some people doing drugs, some people, you know, getting with guys and girls and some people drinking all that stuff. And thankfully, I was shielded from a lot of that, but definitely that kind of made it so that growing up in middle school and high school, um, I kind of had one foot in the world and one foot in the church. And so on Sabbath, I knew, go to church, Uh, you're really nice and sweet to everybody. Mm -hmm. And during the week, you know, I would listen to secular music and just you know very interested in wor- worldly things even yeah. though i may not have done it myself just very um curious and watching all types of movies mm. um yeah <laughs> and so that was that was my some of my life in middle school and high school um but something that i always had in the back of my mind was I knew because I was raised as a Christian Seventh-day Adventist that I was different Mm -hmm. and so and in a way people just knew I was different somehow sometimes I wouldn't even have to say anything they would just know like you know don't do certain things around me but yeah that was that was that and um So, but like I said, I always knew that God existed and I didn't doubt that, even though I still had many distractions that I allowed in my life to keep myself away from him and keep myself from having a relationship with him. When I was around, um, I think between 12 and 14, there was a lady in my church that started doing Bible studies with us. And at the time, I loved it. We would stay after church and we would study. We would watch different um, Christian movies, like on last day events and stuff like that. And I became really curious and I was totally willing to get baptized at the time. I did not end up getting baptized at that time when I was that age um, because just, you know, a lot of things. After talking to my mom, she decided that it would be better if I waited. And so I waited. And when I was around 16 years old, the pastor came to me and he said, you know, I think it's time that you get baptized. And I'm like, uh, okay, um, we can do that. <laughs> um, he was like, you know, you're old enough, you know about God and um, you know all the beliefs and everything. Although, Even though I grew up in the church, I would say I did not fully understand all of the beliefs. But anyway, so I got baptized when I was 16, and I would say that my heart wasn't truly in it, sadly. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I kind of um, did it just because he asked me to. Yeah. And because I knew I should do it, but it wasn't something that I genuinely wanted to do from my heart because I had a relationship with God at the time. Mm-hmm. And around that same time, um, you know, growing up in high school, especially when you're in that puberty age range, sometimes you kind of have low self-esteem and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So because I had low self-esteem, I... I really liked making myself all up. So I would put on all this makeup in high school. And even though I tried to, you know, do like a natural look, I still had on, you know, face full of makeup. And I liked making myself look pretty and just very, very self-conscious of the way I looked. Mm -hmm. And I also liked getting attention from guys. I liked it when they said I look pretty, like, oh, you look so cute and all that stuff and at the time there was this guy mm-hmm. that I didn't honestly like but I realized later that I just wanted attention at the time
2: yeah.
0: and he actually had a girlfriend but to me that didn't hold me back I still was messaging him and I knew that he liked me from a couple years prior so this guy um I ended up a few weeks later dating him. And of course, this is high school. This isn't some serious relationship, you know, obviously. So because of me, he broke up with his girlfriend. And that wore on me. Mm -hmm. That really wore on me. And at this point, I'm probably like 16 years old. And I realized, like, how could I have gotten myself to get to that point? where i get this guy who i don't even really like to date me and break up with his girlfriend Mm -hmm. who they had been dating for quite some time you know they -hmm. could have had a future together who knows you know Mm -hmm. even though they're still young at the time and i kind of came in between that and i messed that up and i really felt convicted that that was so wrong. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I felt so convicted that that was so wrong that just a few weeks after um, we had started dating, I ended it. Mm -hmm. And I decided, because that that honestly brought me to a low point. You know, breakups are never fun, of course. Nobody likes, even if it's just a short thing, nobody likes going through that. And especially with the conviction that I felt in my heart, mm-hmm. I felt very um, kind of depressed about it, mm-hmm. that, that got myself to get to that low. And so I just, you know, spent probably the next week, because that week was spring break, so I had nothing to do with, but stay at home <laughs> uh-huh. and just, you know, realize what a terrible person I was at the time. And And I decided to actually open up a book. And this was a book that my grandmother had given to me. My grandmother is also Adventist. Mm -hmm. And um, so she gave me this Christian devotional book. And I hadn't really read it. I had it sitting on my shelf, probably collecting dust for months. And I never really opened it until that point. Mm -hmm. And um, what I read in that book really spoke to my heart. And I realized that I needed to come to God. Mm -hmm. And I realized that there was a hole in my heart that needed to be filled and that no other person could fill it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't fill it. There's nothing I could do to fill that hole. And so I decided that I needed to pray to God Mm -hmm. and I prayed and I poured out my heart to him and at the time if I remember correctly I started journaling Mm -hmm. you know my feelings and my conversation with God I I don't know what it was then I could maybe go back and read you know what I was feeling at the time um and so then um you know, from there, I kind of had that little spark <laughs> in mm-hmm. my relationship with God. But with time, it kind of died away a little bit, to be honest. Mm. And so about a year later, we'll move forward. So by this point, I'm a senior in high school.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I um, just, you know, I had I had made some changes in my life for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah the time comes where, you know how you have these projects in school, Mm -hmm. You you know, these English projects, whatever other subject projects you have to go in front of the class and present, um, present, you know, whatever it is that you're talking about. And it came to the point where it was time for us to do the presentation. And for me, if you remember from the beginning of my testimony, from when I was younger, Mm -hmm. being just very to myself, very shy, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: very um, timid, um, not really being very sociable. And I kind of grew out of that, you know, as I got older, I had, you know, I had got my friend group and everything. Mm -hmm. But one thing I still hated to do was to present to a class. Oh, yeah. And I know, like, they say that's, like, the number one fear, I think, like, public speaking. So many people, so many people are terrified by it. For me, it was, like, I was beyond terrified.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It was, like, the worst thing somebody could have asked me to do. It was something that I, yeah, I just whenever I would even think about it I just automatically would get nervous my hands would start getting all um you know sweaty and clammy and everything but I realized at that point I was like you know what I've had enough (laughs) enough of this like because I realized what if one day I have something really important to say but Mm. I can't say it because I'm too scared Mm. and I didn't want to deal with that anymore. And so I decided to pray about it. And it, this was actually very earnest for me. This wasn't just some prayer. Oh God, please help me tomorrow as I present my project. No, this was very earnest. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this was like, like, I'm down on my knees with tears, you know, just pleading with God to just um, be in my life and help me. And just helped me to overcome this fear that I had that was very real to me at the time, especially. And so, um, and at the time, I remember even praying, God, I also want to pray that you give me wisdom. Mm -hmm. That was something that was that for whatever reason in that prayer, it was something I wanted to pray for. And right after, I felt very um, convicted to open my bible mm-hmm. and at the time keep in mind I never really read the bible like that of course you know every now and then I would open it up in church if we had to mm-hmm. or you know I, I I read maybe a couple books out of the bible before before excuse me but that was pretty much it and but I, I was praying for wisdom, and in my mind, um, something just told me, God told me, you know, <laughs> go to Proverbs. Mm. But I didn't really know what Proverbs was about because I never really read it for myself. <laughs> but I just, you know, was like, okay, go to Proverbs. And when I open it up to Proverbs and I read the first few verses, I even more just wanted to cry out to God because it talks about right there, learning wisdom Mm -hmm. and understanding. And to me, that God was saying, I hear you, I'm going to answer your prayers. And I just felt um, that reassurance that God was there and that he was going to help me through this. Mm -hmm. And so that was a really, um, that was a really special, special moment to me. And I would say that was definitely one of the first times where I felt like God was speaking to me personally. Mm -hmm. And so the next day comes, and it's presentation time. Mm -hmm. And I'll be truthful, I was still scared. But every time I would get scared, I would just pray, God, no, I'm not going to think about this. I'm not going to think about my fear. God, just please help me. You know, I would just pray every single time that my heart started beating a little faster, I would um, pray again. And so, you know, it came to the point where it was getting close to my turn. And I'll be honest, I was, I went up to my English teacher and I asked her, even, I was like, do you think that, um, you know, as I do my presentation, is it okay if we turn off the lights for the PowerPoint? But truthfully, I didn't want the lights to be turned off so that people could see the PowerPoint even better. I just didn't want them to be able to see me as clearly. So if the lights were more dimmed, I was like, well, that'll make me feel more comfortable because they can't see me as well. Um, so this just shows this was this was uh, a fear. This was an actual fear of mine. <laughs> and um but the teacher, she says no. And I'm thinking, oh man, um, you know, like great. Now I have to actually present this in front of everybody. But still, you know, I, I prayed in my heart again. like mm-hmm. God help me. And I went up and I did the presentation. And although you know I still had a little bit of nerves. It was so much better Mm. than how it was before. And in my mind, it was like a great presentation, even though it wasn't like it was the best presentation ever, but it was so much better than what I was hoping for. Mm. And so I was just praising God. And I remember going to the bathroom once that class was over. I went in the stall and I just said, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus, for helping me. You're so amazing. Mm -hmm. And so I realized from that point on that I can't just come to God when it seems convenient for me Mm -hmm. or when I need him or when I want, you know, when I just want something from him. Yeah, I realized from that point that I wanted him to be my actual friend Mm -hmm. and. I didn't want to just be, you know, one of those people that just go to their friends when they need them. But I wanted to always um, have that relationship with God. And so the next day, I decided I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to have devotions Mm -hmm. every morning. And school was early then. We had to get to school at (laughs) 7.20 in the morning. Mm -hmm. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to wake up at 5, 5, 5.30, whatever time it was at the time. And I woke up to Uh read the Bible. And once I started reading the Bible, it was like I had a new lens on my eyes. It was like I looked at people differently. I didn't just walk by people and, you know, just thought about, you know, my day whatever i had going on in my mind but i really learned that people were so precious mm. i place value in people and i realized that there were so many people in my school that did not have god mm. and that actually broke my heart and there was even this guy in my first class of the day he would sit next to me And this guy, he would come to class. Just, you could tell he smoked weed. Mm -hmm. You could tell he didn't have the best home life. And he would even tell me stories. And some stories I wouldn't even share with anybody else. I was surprised he shared with me just about, um, you know, his life. And, you know, he was caught up in all different types of worldly things. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I tried to... I tried to encourage him. I tried to just show Jesus, you know, cause I realized that so many people did not know Jesus at all. Yeah. And, you know, I'm really grateful for that because once we graduated, it was a surprise to me, but he actually said those conversations really helped him to better himself and to, um, you know, not, just so quickly want to you know smoke weed and and hang out with girls and stuff. He he realized that there was that there was more, and it just encourages me mm-hmm. that oftentimes we don't think we're having an impact on somebody's life, but a lot of times we are yeah. we're having much more of an impact than we realize. And even just having a conversation with someone, even just being willing to listen to them, sometimes that is all that they need. Mm. Sometimes that could be that um, that push for them to better themselves, or even you know to get to know God better.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. So that is kind of where things began for me. Uh. You know. After that, God has taken me on quite the journey
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I do not regret any of it life with God has been so much more fulfilling for me and I genuinely say that you know it gives me such purpose and my relationship with God has just I honestly don't know what I would do without God Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know how people survive I know right well it's, it's just amazing, but yeah, and if you want me to continue sharing more of a little yeah. bit after that's, that's where the foundation was laid. Yeah, let's hear a little bit about
1: after your foundation.
0: Okay, so after that, um, let's see, oh yes, oh my, so after that, I got to go to my first camp meeting. Ooh. I didn't even realize camp meetings really existed. Oh. <laughs> even though I grew up in the church, there's so many things I didn't know existed because we didn't do all that stuff. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um. So for our listeners that aren't familiar, camp meetings are kind of when our church gets together as a whole and like learn more about God from like big speakers in our church. It's just a chance to like come together and grow together as like a larger community. So they're really awesome. But go ahead
0: yeah thank you for sharing that yes and I definitely didn't know that at the time so (laughs) um so I find out about it because there was this Adventist YouTuber that was around the same age as me and Mm -hmm. we were actually doing Bible studies online and I got invited to go to this camp meeting which wasn't too far away Mm -hmm. it it was about seven hours away um Mm -hmm. So it was quite the journey for me at the time. Yeah. Yeah, this was um, this was the summer of my freshman year of college. So we kind of, um, yeah, gotcha. we've gotten to that point now. And so, so I am asking, you know, my mom, if I can go to this camp meeting, I have all the money saved up. Aww. And, you know, she tells me, no, uh-huh. she doesn't want me to go on this camp meeting but I really felt convicted that this was something that God wanted me to do. Mm -hmm. And so I prayed about it and I prayed about it and I was really wanting someone to come with me because Mm -hmm. I didn't myself by that point. I hadn't really, you know, gone anywhere by myself, especially that far. Yeah. (laughs) I needed someone there with me. Mm -hmm. And so this lady from church, um, she wasn't working at the time. Mm-hmm. And she went with me and it was the most amazing experience for me. I absolutely loved it. Uh-huh. It was an absolutely wonderful experience. I loved it. Um, we got to spend a little bit more time in nature. We were staying in a tent and uh-huh. that was good for me too. I had never stayed in a tent before growing up in a city area. Uh-huh. And so um, I loved it. And at the end of this camp meeting, they were baptizing people. And I had prayed previous to that, you know, if God, if, if you want me to be re-baptized, just, you know, please give me the opportunity. Because I wasn't sure mm-hmm. if it's something that, that I should do. I wasn't sure if it was necessary. But as I had said before, the first time, it wasn't truly for my heart.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: I wanted it to actually be for my heart. And so, you know, I had um, asked a few questions about the baptism, but I didn't, I didn't like let them know that I wanted to be baptized ahead of time because mm-hmm. I wasn't quite sure. And so anyways, so the baptism comes, they baptize the first person and the second person. And then they call and they ask if anybody else wants to be re-baptized mm. and automatically in my mind i'm thinking oh man this is this is what i've been praying for ah. <laughs> this, this is the time but there was a war going on in my mind no mm. you don't need to do this you don't need to get baptized and then there was another side of me that's like marina how could you not? This is the perfect opportunity for you. All you have to do is is go right now and you can get rebaptized. And so this, this war went on my mind a couple minutes. Another lady had gone before me and she had gotten baptized. Mm. And then the the pastor he had said, Does anybody else want to get baptized today? And he was about to get out of the water. But my arm pierced through the crowd. And I was like, no, please baptize me, please. (laughs) And um, little did I know that that water was absolutely freezing cold. (laughs) As soon as I got in the water, I started shivering. I couldn't even control myself. But, you know, he, he baptized me.
2: Oh,
0: it's such a sweet experience for me. I, yeah, it was, I'm so glad that I did that. And mm-hmm. yeah, that set of memories as such a, a precious moment. And it was like my relationship with God um, just, it just felt like it was even closer from that point on. Mm-hmm. And so, so time goes on. I'm in college now, as I said, and at this point, I'm at a state university I'm studying yeah. nutrition and dietetics. God had really pray- placed on my heart to study about health, mm-hmm. so that's um, you know what, what I was doing. And I had plans of just graduating from that university and doing whatever God wanted me to do, but I couldn't shake this conviction in my heart that I needed to leave mm. and I didn't know where I, I just knew I had to go <laughs> um, and I prayed about this for months and months and months there was this lady from my church she was like my mentor she was like a second mm. mom to me she um, just give me advice and pray with me and just really, um, she kind of helped me to follow through with this conviction that I felt from God.
2: Yeah.
0: And things were going so well at that college at the time. So, you know, there was a part of me that's like, why do I have to leave? You know, I, I was the only Adventist there mm. out of 10,000 students. Yeah. I had only met one other who I only met one time. (laughs) I I don't know where they disappeared to. They only came to church one time. And after that, I never met a single other Adventist. And so I felt like I needed to be that light there. Yeah. And you were telling me before,
1: wasn't it kind of like a party scene or something? Like it wasn't very spiritual or something along those lines?
0: Yeah, exactly. This school was not very spiritual at all. It was known for being a party school. It mm-hmm. was known for people to, you know, drink and just do all kinds of secular things. I decided to go there because of the location and because they were offering my major mm-hmm. honestly, it it was I was definitely like a fish out of water there. Yeah. But <laughs> that actually helped me a lot to strengthen my relationship with God mm-hmm. because I, I was the only one. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I needed to be that light. If I wasn't the light there, then my thought was, who else is going to be that light? Even though there was other Christians, there was other Christian groups, but no one who was also Adventist. And so as I said, I would study with my RA and I had some really awesome roommates who, you know, we respected each other. We had a great relationship with each other. And, you know, I was thinking, you know, it was fine. But as I said, this conviction still weighed on my heart. And so time goes on after months and months of praying, The summer comes along Mm -hmm. and I have this, um, school in mind. So I was working at this Adventist summer camp and this staff member, one of my friends, she had gone to this school called Southern Adventist university Mm -hmm. and she was telling me about it and was explaining that it was such a great school and everything But in my mind, I'm thinking there's no way I can do that. It costs way more than the school I was going to. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have the specific major that I was studying, which was nutrition and dietetics, as I said. Mm -hmm. And um, I knew that my mom wouldn't approve. I knew that it would just be a struggle to get there yeah and it didn't really seem like it would be a good fit but nevertheless i was like well i'll give it a try um that's the least i could do just give it a try and it works out it works out if it doesn't well it's fine and so i had applied to the school i got accepted but working at summer camps some of you guys may know if you work at summer camps it can be very busy all the time. Very, very busy all the time, nonstop. You don't really have time to do anything else besides work. And so I, um, you know, only had a week left from the time I ended my job there a week before I needed to be at this school. So I had to make this decision pretty soon. And I was trying to Calling the school, getting them to answer, you know, all of my questions, and it seemed like everything was gonna work out. And I was starting to get excited. Mm-hmm. And then I told my mom and she was not happy at all. Oh not happy at all. She didn't like the major that they were, the majors they were offering that I was interested in. Mm-hmm. And also didn't like how expensive they would be, the school is, was going to be. That really kind of brought my hopes down because I'm thinking, you know, obviously I can't afford to pay for this school all by myself. Mm-hmm. And um, he was really against it. But I kept on praying. And, you know, even I packed my car, I packed up my stuff just in case. I wasn't sure if it was going to work out. But I was like, you know what? I only have a couple more days. Let me pack my car so that if I get a last minute, yes, I'll be at least ready. Mm -hmm. And um, we had even planned a family vacation at that same time. And I had stayed behind because I wasn't sure if I was going to the school. And I didn't go on this family vacation. So I was home by myself figuring out if I was going to go to this school mm-hmm. and like I said, I'm continuing to call people every day. I'm calling, I'm calling the school. I'm calling different. Um, I'm calling the finance department. I'm calling different professors and just asking all sorts of questions. And the day before it was time for me to leave, I finally got a hold of this one guy that I had been trying to get a hold of mm-hmm. for like the entire week. He was such a busy man, you could tell. And I ended up missing his call. Oh. And he left a voice message. And the question I wanted answered was, was there any more financial aid that they could offer? Because I realized that I could not afford to go. Mm-hmm. And I got the voicemail And he said, I'm sorry, the only other thing that we can offer is the Parent PLUS loan, Mm -hmm. which for me at the time was not very encouraging because I didn't need a Parent PLUS loan. I needed, you know, something that didn't involve (laughs) my my parents at the time because, um, you know, they weren't really willing to pay. Mm -hmm. At least that's what they said at the time. And so that really discouraged me. And that night, you know, I had fasted and prayed and with tears in my eyes, I I went to sleep. I wasn't sure what was going to happen the next day,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: but I woke up and I got a call from one of the professors and they said that basically they, they weren't telling me whether or not I should go, but I just asked them, you know, I, I told them my situation. I told them what I could do. I told them the pros and the cons. And at the end of the day, they didn't tell me what I should do, but they prayed with me Mm. and that really encouraged me. And then I spoke to another staff member and I told them, I was like, I don't have anything figured out. Like, I don't know all the finances. And they said, you know what? Just come. And I was like, Wow. So I paid my commitment deposit Mm -hmm. hour and I left by noon. I was gone. I had a nine hour trip and I made it there at night. I didn't even have a a dorm room ready for me because I had um I had paid my commitment deposit so late. Mm -hmm. Um but that was that was quite the experience for me and for like the first month i wasn't even sure how anything was going to get paid i hadn't really paid on anything and i was you know just praying i never unpacked my stuff because i was like i'm you know not sure i could be leaving at any any day mm. but that really impacted me and made me appreciate every single second I had because I was like you know what I could leave any day so I'm going to soak it all up Mm -hmm. I went to like every single social event that the school had put on and every time I went to the dining hall to eat I met somebody new I made so many friends that first month it was unbelievable because I was just so happy to be there Mm -hmm. and so appreciative that I could be there and so time goes on and eventually i get a call from my mom Mm -hmm. and she had had a change of heart Uh and she had decided to start helping me pay on the school and i was trying to do the best i could i was working two jobs and i had gotten scholarships i was trying to do everything i possibly could and i just didn't quite have enough even with all of that on my own Mm -hmm. but she started helping me and from there from going there god has given me so many opportunities i was able to go on my first mission trip to haiti it was a short trip Mm -hmm. but it was an eye-opener for me and it really helped me to just appreciate what I have and to um not take so many things for granted and also you know when we're when we're going and doing mission trips to not just come thinking that we're the saviors you know because oftentimes we have so many things to learn so I was able to do that that was super amazing I was able to be um I was able to do bible work (laughs) Yeah, we had a club on campus where we did bio work every single Sabbath. So every Sabbath I was there and we would go door to door
2: Mm
0: -hmm. and we would do surveys and we would study with people. And at the time, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have (laughs) any training, (laughs) none whatsoever. I just went and I learned as I went and I learned from other people. And that was really awesome. From there, I made friends. Mm-hmm. who uh, led me into canvassing canvassing has had a huge impact on my life mm-hmm. I am not the person that I used to be well people that knew me when I was really young say in church and stuff and if they meet me now I'm like a completely different person because I no longer have that um, bondage of fear
2: mm-hmm. you know
0: on me I feel so much more comfortable around people and meeting new people. I love meeting new people and getting to know them and their stories. Mm -hmm. And because I see the value in them, Mm -hmm. I know that God thinks so highly of them. And so it makes me um, just want to be around them and to get to know them. And so, yeah, so I got involved in canvassing. Canvassing helped me get out of my shell even more. Mm-hmm. It was amazing because it was one person at a time. Mm-hmm. Well, it was harder for me to speak in front of groups before, but speaking in front of one person at a time, I was like, "This isn't so bad." Yeah, and I felt such a burning desire in my heart to share what God had shared with me mm-hmm. that, like, I nothing could stop me. I was just so ready to do it. I thought I would just be doing it for a ten-week summer program. But little did I know I would still be involved in the work today. And it's been about four years since then. And then after that, I was leading the canvassing program at Southern Adventist University. And it's called LEAD, Literature Evangelism Adventist Discipleship for anyone that's curious. And that really taught me even more things, uh, even more responsibilities and skills. And from there, I ended up going to CORE. (laughs) That was also a complete God thing because once again, for months, I was praying and praying and praying for the next thing for me to do. Mm -hmm. And God opened up the door. He placed it right into my lap. CORE evangelism. I didn't know what CORE was. I had never heard of it. I had a mutual friend who knew the director, D. Casper, Mm -hmm. and um, he ended up sharing about me and passing my contact information. And D was telling me about the vision of the school and what they were planning on doing. And at first, you know, I wasn't sure if it was something that was right for me, Mm -hmm. but it kind of... After a while, it kind of clicked with me, like, Marina, this is exactly what you were praying for, you know? It might not have been exactly what I was expecting, like, I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting to move to Pennsylvania to work for the evangelism program by any means, Yeah, but, but I knew that I wanted to do something for God, and that was the bottom line for me, that I would be doing something for God's service. And also, you know, I was able to share the skills that I had learned in the literature evangelism work. And I was able to share a lot that I had learned in school, even Mm -hmm. uh, with health. Yeah. Even though I, you know, I wasn't directly teaching health, um, it was nice that I was able to share about it a little bit. And yeah, that's where I am today as the outreach coordinator. But God has really done such amazing things. And I just want to encourage anyone that's listening. If you feel like God is convicting you to do something or to go somewhere or to move from your current situation, go do it. Don't question, you know, just be willing to follow God, because if God is leading you, then Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to be the best thing for you.
1: Amen, Marina. Amen. Thank you for sharing. I loved it. Oh, I mean, I've heard your testimony before, but like, goodness, God this is just speaking to me today. Um, I love that because God does love us and he's a relentless pursuer of us. Even when we're in the church and not there, he pursues us until he's like, got us in the corner and he's like, do you see you got to make a choice? And then when you make the right choice, it's a blessing it's such a blessing like the steps he leads you like he calls you to do things you'd never think to do in your right mind but like you don't regret it you don't regret a single step of it because as long as you're following God no matter how insane it is no matter where you go he's blessing and no matter what you end up going through and the trials to get there looking back it'll only be a blessing and you'll only see the good and you'll see Praise the Lord for the trials, because it brought me to this point that I have such a deeper walk with you.
0: Amen. Amen. I love that. And something else, too, that really speaks to me is that God, he doesn't need people who have all of these skills and talents. He's just looking for willing hearts. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to follow him? are you willing to go where he asks you to go? That's all it takes. And then God will teach along the way because every, every place God has taken me, I felt like it's just like, (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know um, how to do everything, but it's okay Mm -hmm. because God teaches. And as long as we have that willingness, God will teach us as we go.
1: Mm -hmm. It's not, your qualifications it's the fact that you're willing and if you're willing he'll equip you for the work that he wants you to do and like
0: mm-hmm. exactly amen
1: that is amazing he takes
0: strange people and he
1: turns them into his evangelists. you're like what are you doing yeah. you're so crazy but yeah it's such a fun walk getting there. I mean, it's trials and it's hard. Definitely there's points where you're like, Lord, why am I here? But like when you can get through it all and look back, like in heaven, we will be like, Lord, I wouldn't have done a single thing different. And I know that's so hard to say or even like really believe on earth. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that. And I'm even starting to see a little bit of that in my own life. And it's just like, hmm.
0: Yeah. And we don't have to worry about the future because God has us in his hands. Mm-hmm. He's not going to let us go. But something else that I also want to share is a scripture that I really held on to yeah. so, so many times in my life that really helped me to get through um, challenging situations. Um, and it is 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. And it says, there is no fear in love, Mm. but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love.
2: Mm.
0: And, you know, throughout my life, as I said, you know, I was a very anxiety filled child. Mm. And as I've grown, God, God has helped me a lot with that. And this verse has been one that I have claimed so many times and has really helped me knowing that there is no fear in love. Mm -hmm. God's perfect love in us casts out all fear. So we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid if we go somewhere new and there's people we don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, We can just be willing to go knowing that God is going to take care of us.
1: Mm -hmm. It's like you're saying that you're like person like naturally and I can even see it a little bit and you're like a little bit introverted so you like to say to yourself a little bit which I love because I'm an introvert too um but I can see how God's grown you because you are social and you're outgoing and you like knock on doors and like spread religious books and like you're leading canvassing programs and teaching other people to do this and do bible work and meeting all these people and it's like there's still parts of you that still make you unique but God is changing you and like using you to be like doing outreach and connecting to people and like he's taking all those fears you had and he's casting them out with perfect love and changing you and it's just it's so beautiful like the changed life that God gives us.
0: Praise God that's yeah honestly it's it's a miracle that God can transform someone mm-hmm. into who they were to who they are and who they will be think it's one of the greatest miracles the transformation of a human heart yeah it just it just amazes me also when I see other people and even look uh, at my life you know where I was and where I am today where other people were and where they are today it's just it's just amazing
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know I know Aw, oh, thank you, Marina, for coming. And before we talk, way too long for this episode, let's end it here. Yeah, definitely. But thank you for coming and sharing your story. It just really spoke to me today. I guess it was just exactly what I needed to hear. And thank you. Yes, thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you all, and thank you for listening, and tune in next week. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to follow, share, like, and review. Also, you can contact us at our Facebook page that is God is Real God is Good Podcast, or you can email us at God is Real God is Good Podcast at gmail.com. Bye! Bye.